This episode of At The Bar is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I'm Jane Gretch and welcome to At The Bar, a podcast about running a dance studio, the highs, the lows and everything in between. As a dance studio owner, business coach, leadership expert, and the founder and author of Dance Step, a dance student teacher education program, my mission is to educate, encourage, and empower all I serve. Each week, I'll share a mixture of solo episodes and interviews, sharing ideas, hopefully making you smile, and reminding you that you are not alone. So, what are we waiting for? Join me at the bar. Welcome back to the bar. It's your host, Jane Gretch, and today I'm interviewing another amazing dance studio owner. This time, it's Natalie Yates from NY Dance in Queensland. I first met Natalie back in 2017 when she joined my Dance Step program and we've been mutual fangirls ever since. <laughs> How fun. So before we get into the conversation, and I know you're going to love it, um, today's episode is brought to you by Dance Step. It's the leading done for you dance student teacher education program for your dance studio i'd love to chat to you more about it so just dm me on socials you can find me at dance studio success or go on over to the website which is www.dancestep.com.au and send me a little note through the contact form and we can chat now let's go over to the bar and join Natalie, who's waiting for us. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the bar. Very excited today to be joined by my friend, Natalie from NY Dance. Hello to you. Hello, Jane. I'm really excited to be here with you today. Oh, me too. We were just having a little pre-show chat and uh, I'm I'm roaring to get into this. I am roaring to get into this. Natalie, we have known each other for a while now. We have, um, like, I feel like I introduced most of my guests in this same way, you know, through social media, have connected. and But there is something about that. You do tend to um, get drawn to you know, like-minded people, I guess, through social media, just through their comments. You know, you read a comment, you think, oh, yes, I like that, or I resonate with that. So I've, I've definitely felt aligned with you. And also, you are one of my gorgeous dance step partner studios. So there's a little bit of, a little bit of history there. But I'd love for those listening, because we have listeners all around the world now, I'm so grateful for, for our audience that may not have met you. So why don't you do a little bit of an introduction about you, your studio, um, just where you're at at the moment, and then we can riff from there. Sure. Well, I um, am a studio owner from Ipswich in southeast Queensland, Australia. Um, I have a fairly large dance studio um, with um, an amazing team 
And um, I guess my studio is my passion. Um, I'm mid-50s and this is actually the best time of my life. Um, and it's an amazing time to in my life to be a studio owner. My children are all adults, um, so I do have the time that I can give to the studio, whereas when you're a mum and, you know, your life's crazy and, and you're torn from pillar to post, it's always it's always hard to give your best to everything. So I'm finding like my late, mid to late 40s into my 50s, I'm really feeling like I'm I'm in charge of my life and not so um, pulled in lots of directions. Um, and it's a great time to be to be a studio owner. So, yeah, there's a few people jealous right now, but also there's a few people going yes, amen, sister, because they're right there with you. Um, gosh, it is tricky in those early days, isn't it, of child rearing? And I think regardless of whether you're a studio owner, you know, if you're a working mum or even if you're a stay-at-home mum, <laughs> being a mum, being a parent, being a dad, let's not be, you know, um, gender-specific here. It, raising children is a big job. I mean, you've got you've got how many? Three? Is that right? Yes, I've got three adult sons. Three boys. And, <gasps> and now four baby grandsons. Yes. And one more on the way. So, And do you know boys, if that... Boys all the way. Boys all the way. Yes. Well, good job we like them, isn't it? Good oh, job we them. like the lads. They're my love, my the, love of my life. Yeah, yeah. And how lovely, you know, that you are at this stage of your life. I'm so glad you're celebrating it. I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Um, I know family is super important to you. You know, yes, the work we do is super important, but at the end of the day, you know, it all rises and falls on our family and um, you are very, very blessed. But that's not by accident um, with with all of your boys, all of your lads. Um, so let's talk about your dance studio a little bit more, NY Dance in Ipswich, Queensland. This is the second time round for you. Do you want to talk about um, that a little bit and and what, I guess, you're doing, what you learned by coming around a second time, what, what you might be doing differently? Sure. Well, if I can just cut back to my first studio, I was just about 20 when I started my school. Um, like everyone here listening, you probably started off teaching in your own teacher's studio. I was a studio kid. I loved being there five or six days a week. And when I opened my own school, I just replicated what I knew. So I just did exactly what my teacher did, you know, endless rounds of competitions and exams. And, and that was okay when I was newly married and then I started having children and then it got very, very complex and it was, it was very hard to keep up that treadmill of you just finished one comp and then it was the next one and, and there was no time to breathe when my boys were doing their soccer and footy practice. I missed... I you know, I was missing something there. I felt like I um, mm. I was just absent. Even though I wasn't, I think I overcompensated. I was at school doing reading and tuck shop and <laughs> everything I could to be this great mum. And, and in the end, um, what happened for me personally was I had some personal changes and I had a new perspective on how I saw the world and the more competitions I went to, I just kept thinking, geez, I just, don't, I just don't believe in this anymore. There's so much competition in the world. Dance for me was joy and fun and, and that's how my school was. 
but I didn't like the changes I was seeing in the competition world. It was so different. You know, I was a dancer in the 70s and 80s, and it was very, it was getting very different. And, yeah. and I started actually losing the passion for my studio, I thought, for teaching. Um, and I sold my school after 14 years to um, wow. a student. Um, and then I had a couple of years dance free, and I thought, yeah. oh, this is great. I'm. <laughs> How the other half lived. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> about a year, about a year, and then I was like, oh, something was just missing in my life. And it's interesting because my niece um, was dancing with a studio at the Sunshine Coast, and I actually worked for this particular teacher doing freelance tap routines for comps and solo stuff and that. And I thought I'll just duck backstage and see Miss Maria and say what a great show it was. And um, and she gave me a little bit of a talking to and said, what do I hear that you're not teaching? And I said, oh, I just, you know, <laughs> oh, I just got tired of it. And she said, well, all I'll say is what a waste. Oh. And those words stung. Yes. And I just thought, oh, it is true. I just I started thinking from that day on for the next 12 months. And it's so funny that all these little coincidental things started happening around dance I ran into parents I hadn't seen since we closed the school and my phone started ringing at home oh, I'm just calling to enroll and I'm thinking where is this coming from and these are the days of newspaper ads and yellow pages you know right. so it's not like it was so weird and my son said oh you could have opened a new dance school mum with all these phone calls and I just got to thinking <laughs> oh somebody's trying to send me a message here and um, towards the end of that second year, I sort of broke the news to my husband. <laughs> I said, I've got some bad news for you, doll. And he's like, oh, what the heck? Here we said, go. I think I want to open another dance school. And, of course, he was like, well, I wondered when that would happen because oh. we love it so much. And his parting words to me on that conversation was, well, just keep it small. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Natalie. Um, <laughs> what what uh, gift missing something is? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It was what it was the best thing for me. Yeah. Um, as as you know, I'm <laughs> plugging through the hardest thing <laughs> that I've ever done professionally in my life, which is writing a book, and it and it's all because the it's hard because it's so vulnerable and and so there's so much fear about being judged around it. That's what's holding me back. But I write about this these sliding doors moments that I've had in my life too, where I could go left or right. And I also chose a bit of time away from dance, and so I resonate with your story because. I am so grateful to have missed it. I'm not left wondering. You know, I followed a few other avenues. I followed some curiosity. I like to be open to, to try new things, but I was like, this is deeper than that. <laughs> this is, you know, I, I danced all my life, so I didn't really know what life without dance was like, and then I, then I did, and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh okay. I'm so good sitting at practice doing yeah. Not quite quite what I thought it was, so I love that. And so now here we are, second time round. Mm-hmm. Um, God bless your husband. God bless husbands of dance studio owners everywhere. Um, at the time of recording, it's my 19th wedding anniversary. And oh, congratulations. Y- yeah, I feel lucky 
like, and I don't use that word lightly because, you know, I don't kind of believe in lack, but at the same time I do because, mm-hmm. you know, mar- you know, marriage is hard work um, and marriage while you're running a business is is even harder, I think. But that's where the luck comes in because I, to be really honest, there are some times that I really neglected my marriage and so I am lucky that I married a man that was patient <laughs> and understanding and kind. So God bless husbands everywhere and particularly yours and mine. Um, so here we are, second time round, blessings from your husband. Your, your son's like, come on, mum, let, let's get into it. You've got these inquiries. And now how long have you had NY Dance for? This is my 14th year. Oh, so we're back to, <laughs> you're amazing. You're amazing. And you went in with a completely different set of intentions. Talk to me about the dance studio that you've built. Okay. So in the in the last couple of years of my former studio, I actually um, had a, a life change in my inner self and I started to um, dabble in more new age type um, pursuits mm. and energy work and, and all sorts of different things. And I worked with um, lots of unusual type of ideas, which today is not unusual at all, but I use manifesting is a, a big Thing that I do, and I'm actually very good at it. I can <laughs> sometimes make things appear out of thin air. Yep. And that always gives me a good laugh. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think, oh my gosh, did I really do did that? Did I do that? <laughs> I was thinking this, and tomorrow, here it is. So, so I, and I know the power of intention. Mm. And most people actually, Jane, are walking around the world saying they want one thing but their actions and words and deeds are not vibrational match for what they want. So I got very intentional and I sat down in a sacred space and time and I made time for this and wrote down exactly what I wanted for my studio in as colourful and descriptive language, like a child writing a a story. Story. Mm. Yeah about my studio, my future studio. And I don't mind listing a few of those dot points. Um, One of them was that everyone who came to dance with me would receive blessings from from my work and me from them. One of them was um, the parents who would join would be lovely, kind, like-minded people who wanted extracurricular activity such as dance and other arts so they were kind of aligned with me who were lovely to deal with and always paid their bills on time they were um you know I just described the people Mm. then I got down to the nitty-gritty like everything I need for the new studio would just fall in my lap easily Mm -hmm. if it wasn't easy I would just turn another way I wasn't going to hit my head against a brick wall trying to make something happen. And I wrote some dot points and the craziest one was I sat there and I remember my hand shaking as I wrote it. My studio has greater than 200 students. And I was like, ooh. Ooh. (laughs) The second I wrote it, my tummy 
clean. Yep, flipped. And I was like, oh, that doesn't feel real for me. And I was like, no, come on, Natalie, you're manifesting here. Yep. More than 200. That would be amazing because that's, you know. And then I thought, well, if I'm going for 200, let's go for three. Greater than three. That's crazy. <laughs> well, if I'm going for three, why not four? Like it could be anything. So why am I limiting myself? Mm. Because at the stage I had zero students. Yep. I had nothing and yep. I just had a dream and I actually didn't even know what the dream was, but I was just going to go for it because I had nothing to lose. And I was really intentional about that. And I started that next year with 42 students. Most of them were ring-ins like family members and students from my past <laughs> school and a couple of newbies. But we started that year just in a, the local bowling club hall and it was exciting and we had a concert and my catch cry was fun dance classes, no Stedfords, no exams. And I was like, oh, this is great. And the next year, the numbers just went bigger and bigger. By about the third or fourth year, I had 300 students. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? I had three halls going. And it, it just it just took off on its own. And, and it sort of started because there was the fun dance classes. But then as time got on, I'm like, well, this is bigger than anything I imagined. I need to find one hall because I had people mm. in different areas and was very disjointed and I felt disconnected from students and yeah. parents. And, and so we went into our now premises and I opened with two beautiful studio rooms and a reception area and it was mm. like my dream come Actually, true. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Yes. And then, you know, time has gone on and the school has just, gone from strength to strength but I think what happened about it was actually just before I took on dance step to be honest was that I noticed this pattern of I'd get my kids to a certain year level like grade seven around high school and it would be great and I had a great preschool age group and then they all started to fall off and I'm like it's not going you know, yeah. what's going on here. And it was they get to high school and they could dance for free at school. Mm. And, and I sort of was blaming the high schools. Damn you, high schools, you know. <laughs> and then I was like, hang on, step it back, Nat. It's um, it's not mm. the schools. you They're not leaving, like, to go to school. They're leaving you mm. because you're not yeah. holding them here. There's yeah. something missing. Yeah. So then I started, which I like to reflect, you know, after I've had a little. Tanty. about it and blame as soon as you start to blame someone else I always find you have to go within because the red flag Mm. yeah yeah Mm. okay so I figured that out and I thought I've got to have my best time as a teenager was when I was at the studio helping my teacher yeah I was like I need a program I was going to write one myself and then oh the convenience to me (laughs) Miss Jane and I've been stalking you for a while on social media because I, you know, oldish lady here, not not into Facebook too much. And um, then I found you meant to be, hey. Absolutely. um, Yeah, and those that first year I joined, we had 22 Dance Step students. I think, was it 2017? Yes, 2017, yes. Five years ago. So... 22 dance steppers and 17 of them are still with me but not dance stepping not dance stepping they they've just stayed and it it was the catalyst for me retaining my upper age groups Mm. at Mm. the studio 
Good. And, you know, we've come back in full, full yep. force. I think I've got around the same number, actually, maybe 21, 22. And it's gone gangbusters this time because mm. we've got, I've got more input into it and, you know, we're just working harder with it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, definitely, you know, we'll, we'll come back to, to you in a minute, but definitely I can see the, you know, when Dance Step works in studios, it really is when the studio owner or the director um, is aligned with my vision of empowering the the children, the students that come to us and and recognising or wanting to empower, you know, want have, have that wish, but also recognising that the studio is a wonderful place that can provide this opportunity um, and your studio is. It's, it's almost, to me, it's almost a sacred space. You know, I don't know about you, but when I walk into my studio and there's no students there, um, yes, it feels calm and, you know, quiet and things, but it almost feels soulless. Like there is, it's just an empty vessel. Something's missing. Yeah, it's just an empty vessel. And, you know, I think a lot of us discovered that during COVID, you know, I walked into my studio and I felt like the heart of it had been ripped out. It just felt cold. And um, so when we put the heart back in, in the form of our students, then we realise that this is such a, a responsibility that we have um, and that dance is just the conduit to grow these amazing humans. And so I know that that is aligned with with your mission, you know, like when when you have a student come to you at NY Dance, what what is your why for them? My why for every student is to provide the opportunity for them to love dance to, I say, light the spark of joy that sometimes is pushed down inside us um, and for every student to have the best opportunity and best experience at NY Dance, whether for whatever reason they're here. Um, we actually have um, a, a high number, and I haven't run these numbers, Jane, but a high number of children and adults with special needs, um, more than I think probably a lot of dance studios in my town would mm. have. Um, and everyone that comes in, I'm like, okay, so tell me about your child so that we can make their class, their 45-minute lesson once a week, the best experience for them. You know, we've got kids who are, uh, I've got a little girl that's um, almost blind so how can we make her class amazing you know what do we need to do we do we need to get another teacher in with her mm -hmm. I've got children that have got very high needs that have to have an assistant or have mm -hmm. to I've got adult students with anxiety so crippling that they have to start with a friend coming with them yeah. and sitting you know we just so my thing is always what do your what does your child need mm -hmm. what do you need not like oh here's my class timetable you, you can sit in Tuesday Wednesday mm -hmm. You know, like go out of our way for for that person's experience. And my experience shows me that straight away these people are um, so touched that you would take so much time over their child who previously has been told, "Oh, soccer's not really for your child. They don't fit into our mold." Or, you know, mm -hmm. it just breaks my heart. And I think, it, how how hard is it to to let somebody run along the sideline and, right. you know, like is it that hard to, you know, but then I'm not a um, high-performance studio. You know, I know what my niche is. I know mm -hmm. 
I know who I am. Mm. I know what my school is about. So it makes it easy for me, I guess. Yeah, no, I agree. Do you think as you've got older, you have developed a deeper understanding of who you are and um, for want of a better way of putting it, a less apologetic about that? Like if you think oh, of your journey from 20 to... Yeah, absolutely. Wherever. Absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've always been pretty um, confident in who yeah. I am, but as I have experienced life and seen lots of, you know, things in my life and around me, um, I've found as I've opened my heart to compassion that it has been huge and put yourself in other people's shoes mm. and not just talk the talk, you've got to walk the walk. Mm. And you've just mm. got to, you, you know, it. it's just a matter of meeting, I always say meet people where you find them. Yeah. Like if they're, you know, if they're coming to you and they're all stressed out, like don't take that personally. They're not really mad because you're, overcharge them yeah. or whatever like where am I where am I meeting I I agree with you that is yeah. you are correct yes we did get that wrong yeah How can I make this work for you I understand I'd be angry too yeah and I always meet people where I find them and um and I find that builds good relationships and connection you know for me connections everything mm. and uh, it we, does... we live in a town it's a rough town so we have a lot of families come in okay. with no grandmas with no support mm. network no you know we often find ourselves with our arm around somebody because something has happened or we you know we're nursing people along and like look we all do that yeah. but that really is part of part of what I do yeah, I think I do well. Yeah, and I say I am in my studio. It's not just me. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it, but you know, it everything as as we both know, you know, it, it's a culture, and that comes from the leader. And so, um, without your leadership, and and even you know, to use that word again, your intentional leadership, yeah. then that trickle down effect wouldn't happen. And I agree with you. Everything um, comes back to those connections. And I just want to loop back because I made a little note as you were talking about meeting people where they're at and how that really is is almost the sense, oh, sorry, almost the, the definition of true belonging. And I talk to my team about this as well. And Brene Brown's done some work on this, the difference between fitting in and belonging. And you described it so beautifully when you said meet them where they are, creating that space for exactly where they are. And that's when you have true belonging. And as humans, we yearn for that. We don't, you know, as teens, we often fit in, right? We we change something. Um, and in fact, this is like much less much lighter little story to to illustrate this. On the weekend I took Liam and two of his friends out for um his birthday. He he's turning 10 in a couple of days. We went to the movies and we went to Macca's. And Liam doesn't particularly drink soft drink. And it's not because I'm a fantastic parent. I can't own that one. It's just his choice. He doesn't like it. He likes apple juice. And so he went to kind of pick that. And I saw him, you know, his little finger hover over the thing and then he chose sprite or something and I was like I wasn't gonna expose him <laughs> I was like <laughs> I, I get it right yeah just that little action there of a, of a 10 year old boy 
who's still wanting to fit in, you know, still wanting to be the same. And my prayer for him, and, and I, I know that this will happen and it's it's just a little matter of time, is that he he selects whatever he wants in the world yeah. with with no pressure to kind of flex. And so for your studio to be that place where those students can select what they need and what they want and what where where they're at, what a blessing. So thank you for that. I know as the studio owner, you probably don't get as much as thanks as your team might do, but from me to you, what a blessing you are to the dance world. So I just wanted to bring that there. Oh, thank you, Jane. Thank <laughs> We're all like, oh, oh, I just, it's just really important. And I, I think um, just having that intention, if people aren't sure of, you know, how, how they're running their studio, maybe their studio's running them, if they can bring it back to like you did and write out the story and, and put some intention behind it. Let's chat and, about and manifesting. Stand. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah. I was going to say, and just stand in yeah. your in your um, stand in who you are, like stand tall and and just own who you are and don't apologise for who mm. you are. And, and my advice is run your studio in that way. Don't think, oh, I'm a dance studio owner, I'm a dance teacher, I must do ABC because that's what I see everyone else doing. Because mm. that doesn't make you relatable. You know, your clients, your customers, your parents and families are attracted to your energy. So be truthful about who you are. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to be a certain thing. Be, be confident, you know, enough to just be you. And, I think, you know, we all say do it your way, but do that. Do, actually do it. Stand in yeah. your power. Yeah. I think we were chatting before I pressed record about, um, you know, you're saying people come into your studio and they either feel instantly connected to yeah. that energy or they're repelled. And so by you really, you know, um, standing in your truth in, yeah. in who you are, you're doing everybody a favour, right? Because exactly. the people that aren't aren't quite aligned with us, we can, we can try and please them, mm. but we're always going to have a disconnect. And that's, that's stressful, right. so stressful. That's right. I always, I, I can read people. Yeah. It's um, a lovely gift to have, actually. Oh, um, and I can tell if somebody comes into my studio, like they've enrolled for um, our four-week trial, and I, I think, oh, yeah, I don't think you're for me, but let's see how it works. And they might sign up and be here all year, and I'm like, yeah, no. No. Mm. no I don't think they'll return next year, and they often don't. Yeah. Sometimes they're gone before that because it's interesting. You think everyone likes to be surrounded by love. apparently not (laughs) it makes some people feel very uncomfortable if they have not known that sort of love or even suspicious oh she's too nice you know oh is she really that nice well Mm. yes I am genuine (laughs) you know maybe I'll go a little too far the other way but it's always genuine yeah yeah want that people need it there's not enough love in the world no there's definitely not enough love in the world particularly at the moment um let's talk about your gift of manifesting i'm a i am a junior manifester my although that said my my oldest daughter thinks i'm i'm amazing because i can 
you know, say something, you know, again, we were chatting pre-recording, but there's sometimes that I'm like, I can make that happen. And she looks at me and she's like, yes, you can. Like she is my enabler <laughs> because she's seen it enough to go, wow, no, mum, mum's got that in the bag. So let's talk about that. Um, you know, you, I think are a little bit further along in your journey, but you, you said to me, you know, basically I can think it and it will appear. It reminds me of, have you seen the I'm going to say newer, but it must be like eight years old now. Version of Annie, the the I movie, and oh, I is, haven't actually. No. Oh, oh, do yourself oh, sorry, a favor. Sorry, teacher. Yeah, no, <laughs> do yourself a favor. But there's a line in in the one of the songs, like "Think it and it will appear," Absolutely. and uh, I think that's probably for you. So talk talk to me about how manifesting has shown up in your life. Oh goodness me, so many things. Um, learning how to manifest is um has been a passion and it's something that's every you know goes on every day and and the basis of it is that you know we are manifesting every part of our day in our life and even the bad stuff because you know you can't say oh I'd like a million dollars and then act like you've got nothing or say you know oh I'm poor we can't afford this and you know like but you're still dreaming of this million dollar lifestyle or whatever it is you're dreaming of when you manifest you actually have to align everything you do every thought you have every action you take and and everything you say is actually aligning you with your good um, and it's like for me, you know, I'm on the highway of manifestation and all my friends are in the slow lane. I'm like, man, just get over here. But it's what you're thinking and saying and doing that's keeping you over in the slow lane. And, yeah. and it's a, you know, I, I, I like to play fun games with it. Um, I'll say, you know, when I'm at the cash register in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm wealthy, rich and abundant and $400 worth of groceries. Oh, that's play money. You know, I just say all these, you know, even though that probably sounds a bit nuts. No, no, um, I hear you. I'm playing, you're playing a game and and it just gets you in the prosperity consciousness, not yes. not lack consciousness. And you, But it's got to be everything. You can't pick and choose. You can't get on Facebook and say, oh, my life sucks, you know, I can't take a break. With When you're trying to create this amazing dance studio or your business or just a general mm. life of, abundance which doesn't mean money people think abundance means money mm -hmm. it can't be one part of your life it has to be every part you know it's opportunities and happiness and always getting a good yes. parking spot and yes the so, parking spot yeah I, that parking angels every time you leave the house parking angels find me in the right spot you know, oh, always get a minor spot parking spot. fairies and that one I've nailed Nat oh you'd yeah, be so yeah. proud of me um we always well when you're in my car you will always get a um car park next to the disabled car park uh-huh like that's as close as I can close get as you'll get that's as close as I can get and my kids think it's hilarious um like and that you know but it is it's just um really putting it out into the universe isn't it and it's believing it yeah and, and my my biggest tip for manifesting if you're manifesting some project or something is not to tell everyone about it oops you have to, you've got a well that's okay parking's all right but you, if you had a so if you've got a goal yeah something you keep it sacred and you yes. don't even tell you know your husband your, or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your mother 
and you just keep building the energy, building the energy until you start to see evidence of Movement. things starting. And even then you're just like letting it go and then it just becomes NY dance. Yeah. I didn't oh. tell anyone. I had the vision. I had the vision. I just kept, I kept doing the work, keep imagining it. I start, oh, I was buying things for the new studio before there even was a new studio. Yes. Oh, this clock will be great studio. Why not hide it in the cupboard? Didn't tell Mr. Yates. Oh, <laughs> this will oh, be a nice little thing for studio two. And, you know, I was digging my ditches. I was I was yep. telling the universe, here's all this stuff. Where's my studio? Oh. And we found, you know, we went looking at horrible buildings with mm-hmm. toilets and I was like, oh, that's disgusting or that's in a bad zone or, and I just, on the morning I was going to look at the building that we're currently in, I said to my angels, angels, if it, this is the right spot, it, I know it'll have a toilet, the toilet's got to be clean. Yes. And then I'll know that's the one. And when we walked up, there were these beautiful toilets. I'm like, this is the one. I hadn't even seen it. And I walked in and my husband said, yep, this is the one. And, um, yep. you know, we we moved in. And then last year, actually, can I tell a small story? About of course. That's what we're so, here for. So for two years, three years, I've been trying to get a bigger building because the school's exploding. We, you know, we need, yep. I need four studios. So I had signed, just about to sign a lease on the building across from me when COVID hit. My husband's like the day before, I don't think you should sign that lease. Something's going to go down that. And I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. So I didn't sign it. And the very next day, and I'm so glad I didn't sign that lease. And then after all, we're looking at another building. And then this massive hailstorm hit <laughs> all in my centre where I am and my my landlady who's just about to move me into this building says, really sorry, but um, this hail damaged people have just paid for the whole shed for a year. They just put the whole money yep. in, in my bank account and I can't give you that shed. And I was like, oh, oh man, what am I going to do now? And my husband says, oh, you should ask the guy next door if he'd move. We could just go in there, punch a hole in the wall, be amazing. I was like, okay. okay. So I, was, I was a bit cheeky. I said to my landlady, I said, I was probably a bit cheeky, but I don't suppose I'll make next door and move to another shed. She's like, I'll ask Can him. Ask, yep. Next minute. <laughs> he was gone. It was a smaller shed. The lease was yep. cheaper. Yeah. It was on the ground level, so he didn't have to get his carpet up on a forklift. Yep. Oh, that's great for me. A couple of years. Amazing. And and there was there's much more to it than that. The they paid for the fit out for me. It was like it was amazing. Like that. It just all it all happened, Jane. Something you said earlier about um, it, it can be easy. Uh, I can't remember exactly what you, you said, but I wrote down that it doesn't have to be hard. And, um, you know, is that if, if it's feeling hard, does that, what signal does that send to you? Because sometimes I think dance studio owners feel like it does have to be hard. Like if it's, if, if there's no struggle. Yeah you know, am I doing it right? If there's no struggle, I've got to really fight for this. You know, I've got to fight. Um, but No, because, Jane, life sense. isn't meant to be a struggle. Right. So you're, we are, you're... We're all tapped into it, but most of us aren't listening. You know, yeah. when I made that decision when I opened the first, opened the studio, that if it was hard, I was not going to do it. I would turn That's it what you away. Write. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I remember very early on I, I wanted to do a uniform for NY Dance and I had contacted a, a local manufacturer and I said, oh, okay, I've, I've picked, I want, I want the blue and I want this and I want that. And they said, oh, if you want the blue, that's a custom make. No. And you'll need to get deposits and this. And I was like, no way. I said, what have you got in stock? Yep, I'll have that. Yeah. And that's yep. what I did because I was not going to spend one more minute mucking around, collecting deposits. Oh, I was just like, oh, oh no you're way. speaking so my language. something else. Yeah. And I, I just make decisions based on what's in front of me. What's yeah. in front of me. And that actually is my mantra for about the last year is I do what's in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. So what has to happen today? That gets done. What do I need to, what about in the next few days? I'm not even thinking about next week. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't, you know, I can't have my brain scattered in all these different areas. I mean, I've got a plan for the year. Of course. But I'm not panicking because no. next week I have a disco or something and I've got nobody organised yeah. to, you know, I'm just like just one thing at a time. I can't, mm-hmm. I have to because there's all the time in the world to get stuff done. And I've just learned if it's not done, I just tell my people, guys, this Nat's a bit stressed. Uh, I know I promised this, but that's not happening. Mm. I get on, I do a live Facebook to my mm. closed page. You guys know what I'm like. I've, I've just got to step back a bit and take a bit yeah. of time for me. They're all like, take as much time. Yeah. Oh, we don't even care if we don't have that. No, they you don't. Know, we I've put always too much. been honest with my people. Yeah. I just know? think there's, there's, we put, a lot of pressure on ourselves. I'm, I'm talking when I say we as a collective, yeah. <laughs> actual, an actual collective. Um, and it's one of the game-changing, I guess, affirmations for me was it's allowed to be easy. It's actually allowed to be easy. You know, it doesn't have to be hard work yeah. for it to be worthwhile. It's allowed to be easy. And that that really opened up um well, it opened up a lot. <laughs> we have some whole other episode there. <laughs> options. You've got more options than you thought you had. Yeah, yeah, just just um, amazing. Well, I just feel like I could just do this all day, but I know people probably won't want that in a podcast. Jane and Nat's 10-hour podcast, join us. <laughs> um, this has been amazing. What a blessing you are, Natalie. Thank you for sharing your gift with us today and also with all of those students and your faculty who um, must just pinch themselves to be able to work for you. Uh, it Like I said to you before, you've been on my list for a while, so I'm really grateful that you can share some of your insight and your learnings and your wisdom with us as a dance studio owner community. Thank you so much for joining me at the bar today. Well, thank you, Jane. It has been my absolute pleasure. every minute of it. Wonderful. Can't wait to release it out into the world. Thanks again, Matt. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. I really appreciate your support and I do sincerely hope that you got as much out of that episode with Natalie as I did at the time of recording. Natalie's studio benefits from being a dance step partner studio in many ways and I'd love to share some of those with you. If you're looking for a simple program that will help grow leaders and empower students in your studio, reach out to me. Let's have a chat. And until next time, I'll see you at the bar. Thanks for listening again. 
Thanks for joining me at The Bar. To find out more about past episodes or how I can help you grow your own leadership or train student teachers, head to dancestep.com.au. Great leaders create leaders and I'm here to help you be and do both. And please remember to rate and review me on your podcast player of choice. See you next time at The Bar. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 